Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Metal Gear. Metal Gear was released for the NES by Ultra Games, December 22nd of 1987 here in North America. Okay, so I, I thought it might have been 88, but because doesn't it say that on the... The tail end. Or some... Oh, yeah, well, that's... Yeah, that's fine. That's... Well, it was released by Konami in Japan of 1988 and Europe in 1989. Oh, got all around, huh? Yes, and released by their original company there. Yeah, because, you know, we should say Ultra Games is a company that exists because of the limits on the number of titles uh, that Nintendo put for the seal of approval. Yeah, each uh, company could only have so many titles released per year, and to get around it, they had these subsidiary companies. Uh, In Konami's case, it was Ultra. Yeah, like Acclaim and LJN, aren't those? LJN is its own special Oh, is it an actual one? They're not the only ones who did it. No. Nick, this game was originally released on the MSX2 in Japan and Europe of 1987. I had seen that. Um, I've never played the, the, you know, the, the Sega version, and I'd like to check it out. This game was directed by Hideo Kojima, and he is synonymous with the Metal Gear series at this point. Oh, yeah. One of the big uh, gaming auteurs, you know, especially in the late 90s when you know, Metal Gear Solid really took the world by storm. Indeed. Uh, He just recently parted ways with the company uh, Konami and the Metal Gear series, so we'll see uh, what evolves from that. Now, this game was originally created as a uh, more modern combat game, but due to the limits of the original hardware it was designed for, Kojima, who took the project over, was inspired to change the gameplay since the, you know, the combat would not have been as fun. There wouldn't be as many bullets on screen. Sure, it, you know, graphically um, is similar to like Commando or a lot of, uh, you know, there was that genre of this type of game. Indeed, this game was apparently inspired by The Great Escape, so very similar. And uh, it became the first, or what I would consider the first major NES stealth game. Yeah, it was, the you know, my introduction to the genre. Now, the conversion to the NES was not overseen by Kojima, so... There were some things changed that's a little uh, controversial, I guess. Is that because he doesn't consider it canon, right, or something like that? No, he considers the original version the version. Because okay, okay. levels were changed in this, and a few other things, not to mention the poor translation, which yeah, we'll, we'll probably get into. And I like because I do remember there was the sequel, the NES sequel, you know, Snake's Revenge, but that had, he had nothing to do with that one apparently. Right, and that one I, I think was also not canon. I think the strangest uh, change was the opening shot of the game where you're paratrooping in with, like, two other guys that aren't in the game. As a kid, I'd always thought that I was like, those are the five bosses paratrooping in. Oh, okay. But I, I think I just made that up. Well, in the original MSX version, uh, you are, like, coming out of the water in your uh-huh. gear, and, like, that's how you've infiltrated the area. Okay, that's, that's cool. Well, Nick, how would you describe this gameplay? A 2D side-scrolling pla- Oh, wait, no. No. It's actually an overhead uh, view, kind of stealth. Yeah. Three-quarters perspective, let's call it that. Sure, sure. It's, uh, you know, a stealth action kind of game. It's uh, Maybe the first. Yeah, like I said, the first one I encountered. um, I I didn't realize that's what it was, getting into it, so. No, and... uh, But I was cool with it. Yeah. You are Solid Snake, uh, an elite soldier of Foxhound. Or Foxhounder, 
as they call it in, in the game itself. But yeah, so that is one of the problems with this game. Lots of horrible translation. Now this game is all about sneaking around. Sure, you're hiding from, uh, you know, you have uh, soldiers that um, I guess just see directly in front of them, uh, which is kind of goofy. But it's a it's a cool mechanic because you want to stay out of view of them. They they tend to be either walking or even in place, rotating around, looking different directions. Right now there is like a system for knowing like what level of scene you are. At its lowest level, there's what one exclamation point above a soldier's head. Yeah, you hear the little, uh, you know, doo-doo-doo, and then... Yeah, so... <laughs> Iconic it, sound effect that's carried through to many, many of the sequels. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet that they held on to it. Uh, you'll hear that noise, and one exclamation point means that, what, you can leave the screen, and there's no, going to be no extra I, problems? I never noticed a difference between the exclamation points, to be honest with you. Uh, and only, what I think is only the guys on the screen are now aggro to you. Right, and if you can, uh, if you normally if you kill them real quick before other guys show up, it'll dissipate. Right, but if you get the two exclamation marks, then you get like the alarm going off. Okay, and then that's when guys come in from off screen, and like they won't. You have to kill them all before. Yeah, there's a certain I don't know how many guys coming wave after wave. Correct, and you also get that alarm uh, system from being seen by cameras if you. shoot your gun off without a silencer yeah the the cameras like move along a track kind of back and forth it's pretty funny if you cross the uh, infrared beams yep yep the beams also set the alarm off so you have uh, a health bar uh yeah life bar uh yeah it's technically the life bar and uh it can be refilled by rations which you find around and we'll get to those items here in a second Mm mm-hmm but the only way to increase that health bar is to rank up in the game gain new ranks yeah you do that by uh freeing captured hostages that yeah, you find it's every five hostages and then your rank goes up by one star and you can see that in the bottom bottom left corner there it lets your uh, your life meter gets i don't know if it like well it doesn't like double but it, it, it increases yeah by a pretty substantial amount and you can also carry more items and ammo yeah um certain guns you know can carry more and then certain types of uh items you can carry more as well like, for example, rations are pretty much, uh, you can carry three per star of your rank. Oh, okay, that's how it goes. Now, the uh, one of the other main things you can do, you hit your select button, and you're given a couple options, mm-hmm. one of which is uh, accessing your transceiver. Yeah, the transceiver, which is uh, actually secretly really awesome. It is really awesome. You know, at first, it just kind of reminded me of Bionic Commando. Yes. But it is way cooler. Yeah, well, I mean, I like them both in their different way. Really, the the coolest thing is the transceiver kind of glitches the game certain ways that you can use to cheat. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I didn't know <laughs> if you, you figured that one out, too. Um, uh, I used it a lot for, well, we'll, we'll get there. As we always say, we'll get there. Hopefully we will. The transceiver is really cool. It is a two-way communication device, and it allows you to receive transmissions from other characters and request transmissions trying to get help. Yeah, and and you get a couple different frequencies, but... Well, that's the cool thing, is you have to tune it in to the right frequency if you want to send a message to the right person. I mean, how many get, like, four, five, maybe? Four, and then at a certain point in the game, everyone switches frequencies, and you have to get new ones for everyone. Um, But the main one you talk to is uh, Big Boss. Big Boss. And Big Boss is a staple of the series, from what I've seen while watching roommates play. Yeah, admittedly, I'm not. Uh, I'm actually not that familiar with the uh, the Metal Gear Solid series, uh, but uh, I'm not a- against it. I'm not a hater. I just only really played this one. <laughs> now, Big Boss is the leader of Foxhound, and he gives you advice and um, 
that's about it, you know? I mean, the story progresses through him, through the game, so it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Uh, you also talk to the resistance leader, Kyle Schneider. Schneider, he's, he's, he's cool. I like, he always gives you good info. Yeah, he does. He gives you uh, good advice like about where the gas mask is or when to use it, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, you can also talk to the rebel member, Diane. Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, when, when does she really come in? I, I She gives you it. boss uh, hints. So if you're at a boss and then you message oh. her, she will give you tips on what uh, weapon to use against the boss. I got you. I, I just remember... I forgot she was in the game and I didn't even... like. It was like I got... I received a uh, message from her at some point and I was like, who the hell's Diane? Like, no, um, I used it at every boss I encountered. The only problem was is uh, half the time I did not have that weapon that I was oh, told I could use. <laughs> right. And then last but not least is uh, Jennifer, the another member of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. And you have to talk to her to get a couple items in the game yeah, delivered so... to, to empty rooms. Yeah, and um, I think all of them, right? You have to be rank four or she won't even respond? Yes, that's correct. Because she's a snob. Yes, I got that message. <laughs> now, um, in addition to the transceiver, you have a list of weapons. Mm-hmm. that you have access to. And when you start the game, you can only punch. You don't have any weapons. Right. You can press B to... It's B to punch and A to use uh, any weapons or your controls. Correct. And that punch, it mo- kills most guys with three hits. Yeah, it's not bad. Very close range, of course. Very close range. Uh, source of a lot of early game frustrations for <laughs> me. But um, the other weapons you can get are the handgun. Mm-hmm. That's your standard gun. It's definitely the one I use the most. Uh, yeah, by far. It does take ammo, and it is one of the many uh, weapons that, as you rank up, you can hold more ammo for this gun. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, the handgun's like your default, like it shoots straight, full screen. Full screen, and that's what I really like. Yeah. And the bullets are faster than the enemies. Yep, yep. Now, you also get a silencer for that and another gun. Oh, I didn't know if it worked on the other, because uh, I, I never really used it. I think it works on the submachine, submachine gun. Submachine gun, okay. Well, I mean, you know what? Maybe it doesn't, because uh, like you, I also never used the submachine gun. I, yeah, I don't really like it. But, uh, the Once you get the silencer for the handgun, it's like game on, because then you can just start like shooting guys down. And you won't set that alarm off. Yeah. So then you can use your gun very freely. Like we said, you can also get a submachine gun in the game. It has its own set of ammo. Um, it's equal to the amount of handgun ammo you can carry. Mm-hmm. And it shoots in a weird spread pattern. Yeah, it's not, like a left to right kind of... Yeah, like a lawn sprinkler, not like a shotgun spread. Right, right. Uh, you end up with, like, what, five or six different bullets on screen, like back and forth. You can just Who hold cares? it down, it rapid fires. It doesn't matter. There was uh, The only real trick I've found is, like, if you don't hold down the button, if you just, like, tap it and wait or tap, move, tap, like, your first bullet always comes out at that weird angle to your, like, left or right. Uh-huh. So you can use it to kind of shoot diagonally, slowly. Really, I think it's only there. It's not really necessary ever. Yeah, it's only there for if you've run out of ammo for your handgun. Right. I don't... It sucks. Yeah, I don't even know if it's any stronger. I don't think it is. Now, you also get uh, plastic explosives. Yeah, not used that often. But, uh, not at all by me. No, I never. I only use them when you're forced to once. So. Yeah, and they explode. And they're one of the earliest items you get, so you're like, man, I can't wait to use these, but you're going to be waiting. I mean, you could use them against normal enemies, right? Yeah. I never did because I didn't need to. But but they don't work against a lot of the bosses you think they would. Oh, no, no. So that that was the, the thing that really frustrated me about them. Uh, you also get landmines. You can lay landmines. And those work against... All, all the enemies, but you really need to hold on to all of the ones you get for one enemy because it's the only thing that hurts it, I think. Yep, yep. So 
there's that. Well, most of these weapons, while well, it's like you can use them on the normal uh, trooper guys, they're almost all just like there's one boss to weak against, maybe two you can use it against, and the rest of the time it's just there. Yeah, totally. One weapon that I think may straddle that line a little more between boss and normal use is the grenade launcher. Yeah, it's the best one, I think, because you, you actually, it has a, uh, it can shoot kind of in an arc, so you can shoot over barrels or something. You get a little uh, target uh, crosshair that you aim Yeah, on. it will show you where it's going to land, and it is stronger than a normal bullet. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then uh, you also get the remote missile launcher. Which I use a lot. I really like this weapon. It is very satisfying. Yeah. You shoot out a purple missile. A purple missile. <laughs> but you control it with the D-pad once it's left, and it's pretty responsive. Yeah, you steer it right to where you want to go. Most of the time, it's you're targeting things in the, the walls or other things. but Yeah, you're either disabling like a, a trap or hitting a boss with it from a safe spot. That's the, the real key factor of how awesome it is. Or if you're me, if you frequently forget that you have it equipped and you pop around a corner and blast some poor guy right in the face with a missile that you would just wasted, but <laughs> it's still pretty rewarding because you get a sweet explosion, you know? It's a, that, it's a cool sprite. That is a good explosion. And then uh, last but not least is the rocket launcher. This is the, the most powerful, right? Or is it just the rocket launcher and grenades are all like I think it is the most powerful because there are certain bosses that will only be killed by the rocket launcher. Yeah. It is one of the items that you have to be rank four and talk to uh, Jennifer to get. Correct. But that is a pretty cool list of weapons. You get a fine selection. They're, uh, you know, all pretty satisfying to use when you can, except for maybe the uh, plastic explosives. Yeah, I I mean, again, I feel like, I I wish I could go back and when I replay a game again and be like, I'm using as many of these. Are they good anywhere? Yeah, I don't know. It's really unnecessary. The third option you have when you are in your select menu is access to your items. Yeah, your equipment, inventory. And this is the biggest list of all. Sure, this uh, there's a lot of items in the game, and that's a good thing. Yeah, the items in this game were definitely one of the big selling points for it. Most of them are just a passive use. So if you have them selected, you will get the benefit of whatever they... Yeah, you're equipped, like, you know, with whatever. Yeah, well, such as, uh, let's start here. With the cards, there are eight different key cards that you use to unlock doors. And I I do want to say that while we do have these a lot nowadays, um, when this game came out, this was a pretty futuristic, uh, high-tech thing. Yeah, it was really cool. The way they work in the game, I like because once they're equipped, as long as you have them selected, you can walk through a door that is of that key code. Corresponding number, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to hit a button when you get to it or anything like that. Right, right. Now, the downside is is that some rooms you want to have a different thing equipped, but you still need to use a key to get through a door. Right. And you have to unequip whatever that was. Yeah, like you have to take off your gas mask to open the door. Well, yeah, that sucks. Well, that's that's one of my big uh, well, problems. My, one big gripe I kind of have with the keys is the constant, like, oh, well, I just got to a new door. Who knows? Let's start going through my whole uh, inventory of keys. Like, I really yeah. wish that it was like, you know, card five would open number five, you know, card five doors and all the all the ones below it. Because you get them pretty sequentially. I just wish that if you had the card, you didn't have to select it. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, either way, you know, and it doesn't seem like that's a great programming feat, you know, but it would have been nice because it does suck swapping them out and just guessing. Now, maybe the most uh, 1980s badass item you uh, actually start the game with, it's the only item that you have, is a pack of cigarettes. That's right. Solid Snake is so badass that he parachutes into uh, the jungles of South Africa with cigarettes and his fists and nothing else. Well, his transceiver, let's be fair. 
Yeah, those cigarettes, man, would not be in a game today rated no less than T for teen. Sure, sure. And I mean, you only use them once, right? I think you can use them to see infrared lasers. Oh, oh. But it like decreases your health at the oh, same time. We, oh, okay. I didn't I know you can use them. I didn't do this, but I, I saw it later that you can use them at the very end when you're fighting big boss to yeah. get extra time. It will give you an extra uh thousand seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that works. I mean, is that him like what's in those cigarettes? I I don't know, man. What is slowing down what, time? Solid what brand snake? is he what what's he got in there? Early on you also find the binoculars and those are actually way more useful than I realized. You, uh, yeah, because you use them and then you can see the next screen. Yeah, whatever direction you press, you see the screen in that direction. Is that only outside? I don't know because I didn't realize they were that cool and then I never used them. Well, any time I would want to use them was like, you know, like I'm in a truck. What's outside? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Right, so. yeah. But you get like a little crosshair similar to the, the grenade launcher in the center of the screen, right? And then you like press left or right and it moves. Yeah, the... and it shows you whatever the next screen. I never actually be. used them. I remembered that they worked that way, but I was like, I, I don't care. Well, I was uh, using maps the entire time, so. Okay, okay. I didn't need it. Now, you also find a gas mask, and that's pretty self-explanatory. There mm-hmm. are rooms filled with gas. That will hurt you. So you've got to have that mask on. Sure do. There are also rations, and like we said before, those refill your health in full. Yep, every time, no matter how big your bar is. Yeah, and actually, uh, your bar does not fill up when you rank up. So sure, yeah. It's always a nice, like, uh, you use your first ration after you've leveled up, and you're like, oh, man, look how much health I've got. I am a badass. It's pretty great. Now, yeah, that's one thing, too, is, like, your life increases, like, exponentially as you rank up, because not only does your bar get longer, but you can hold more rations. So by the end, you're like, I have a huge bar that I can refill, like, 12 times. Yes, indeed. And there's a point at which you almost have to. Mm-hmm. You were also given, for the first time in a Metal Gear game, the cardboard box. Mm-hmm. I, I also, I forgot I even had it. I got it. It's pretty early, but I never used it. I tried to use it a lot, and I really apparently didn't understand how to use it because it never seemed to work. Well, it's like you can't move while you're in it, but then they want to they attack you as long as you don't move inside yeah. the box. And I guess cameras can't see you in it either as long as you don't move, but... I see. I guess I move too much. I never, I just never thought about using it because it's, you know, once you get the silencer, you can just, you know, gun down the guys usually before they even see you. Right. You will also be given a, an enemy uniform at one point in the game, and that's, you know, just, it's got its one-time use. You've got to fool some guards. A lot of the items are like that, where it's like, you just need to wear this for a little while to get past the thing once. It's, it's essentially a key. Yeah, well, the most disappointing one of all those things is uh, the bomb blast suit. The bomb blast suit. Which I really thought would maybe protect me from shells or like the incoming fire of some big, you know, badass boss or something. Yep. No, it's just there to uh, make you not blown around by the wind? Yeah. On once, a roof? Once. Right? Like, there's just that one part. They tell me to put it on and I did, so... Yeah, well, I remember if you try not to, it like pushes you back and you get a little wind noise. Okay. But I didn't notice it anywhere else. I mean, I'd stopped using it right after that. Gotcha. Now, there is a point in the game where you get uh, captured. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is really cool. If you check your inventory after that, there's a new item in there. Yeah, the transmitter. 
Yeah, and that's like a thing they use to track you and send enemies after you at different places. Um, I forgot that this was in there, um, and I remember seeing it, and I was like, oh, well, I must have picked it up somewhere. Like, I thought it was a real item, so I kept, you know, I was really getting frustrated because every screen, the enemies are always full alert. They're always running in. Like, I gunned my way through, like, two floors of building one before I realized what was going on. Oh, man. I killed a lot of innocent people that day. Yeah, well, so if you do have that in your bag, you can just uh, use it, which gets rid of it. Yeah, it'll make a little, like, sound, and it's gone. Now, uh, you also find some infrared goggles. Yeah, useful at certain points. You see those, uh, you know, the laser beams. There are, you don't, like, laser trip wires, essentially. Yeah, there's a couple different rooms of them, and if you have these on, you can see where they're at or where they're moving yeah, honestly, though, I rarely used them, even in the moving ones, because I was like, well, I don't care if the enemies come. I'll just kill them. I used them on the way in, but on the way out, when I was like, oh, I'm going back to the elevator. Nah, oh, yeah. I no, care. I mean, I, I'll use them, but I, I went to places where you needed them before I had them. and Oh, yeah, no, I did that a lot. So well. I was like, well, I don't really care. It's not that hard. There is a mind detector in this game. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to detect mines outside the buildings. Yeah, in a couple screens. It's, I mean, it's all right. I never used it. I, uh, I mean, I did in one screen outside to see, you know, uh, just to see where they are. And then I'm like, okay, just move. The, the mines don't move. They're not in like random spawn points. So once you know, you just like move along the right side and you're fine. Cool. And uh, how often did you use the iron glove? I never used it. I Supposedly it's for punching open more doors. Do you have to, do you just not have to equip it and it works or... I don't know, because I never used it either, and I was still also able to punch, you know, holes in walls. Right. I don't think I missed anything. I don't know. I, I think it might be an item that just doesn't work. Yeah, it's, like I just... It's supposed to. I just interpret it as maybe there were some of those walls I couldn't have punched if I didn't have it in my inventory. Oh, maybe. You also get an antenna at one point, mm-hmm. and that does nothing for you. Right. It's just a plot point in the game that allows you to continue communications. That's when you switch frequencies? Yep. Yep. Now, my favorite of all the things you can find is the body armor. Yeah. It, uh, what is it? Half your halves your damage. Halves the damage from bullets. Nice. Just bullets. Just bullets. Okay. Um. So, but I I switched back to that literally every time I was running. There's around. no reason not to. Yeah. Like there are a few items. Like unless you were just going back to cards, you know. You, you there's no other items that are really that great if you don't need them for that specific situation. Right. Like the antidote. Yeah. Only needed if you get hit by a scorpion. And how does that work? You get poisoned? Does it do damage when you move? I don't know, because they're super easy to avoid and kill. Yeah, I never got hit by one. That is, in fact, the only place I used the machine gun. Me too. Yeah, I was like, Just because. Yeah, I was was like, like, screw it. Yeah, I was like, hey, there's a bunch of these guys and they don't move very much. I guess there might be a few screens where they're like more open and there's enemies, that you know, enough of them to make it worth it. But usually they're like in a line or there's too many crates and stuff in your way to spread it out. Right. Now, one you will use because you have to is the compass. Mm-hmm. And that lets you get through the desert. Sure. You just, it keeps looping. Yeah, if you don't. I assume because I, I had it before I went there, so. Yep. And then there is the oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. And that lets you swim in the deep water. The weird muck gray water? Yeah. It's I like th- industrial sl- slurry or something. It looks gross. One of the many weird coloring uh, decisions in this game. Well, apparently whoever made this game hates the color blue because there, there's, there's no blue in this game. Well, whoever Except for maybe made this- a, a sky once, I don't know. Right. This was the perfect opportunity. It's literally water. It was. Maybe it- they were, you know, restricted color palette for whatever reason. You know? I think we're, that, that is the case. Now, there is one more item 
there's also a necessity, mm-hmm. and that is the flashlight. Mm, yep, yep. So it um, lights the room up. Once. Is it just once? There's not two of them? As far as I know, there's the one... I know of the one big corridor that's right. like, it's just dark. I only remember using it once. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that is all the things you can do in your select menu there. And that covers, you know, the basics of what you've got on screen. Uh, were there any hidden gems you found in uh, this week's instruction manual, Nick? You know there were. Uh, there's always something to find in the world of instruction manuals. So let's take a look. All right, so the Metal Gear uh, manual, It's uh, we're back to the NES days. So we get a small size, uh, 15 pages, black and white uh, instruction manual. Yes, and uh, you know what? I know, because I went to this instruction manual looking for a little guidance. Oh, did you really? I did. Oh, yeah, well, you I think don't... I found it? Oh, probably not. From <laughs> No, because how long was this instruction manual, Nick? Uh, well, it's only 15 pages. It's pretty, pretty uh, skimpy. Pretty slim, slim pickings. Did, uh, well, okay, it does have, I like it because it's one of the earliest ones I've seen, you know, they're black and white, but they're actual screenshots, so you get yes. to see actual in-game play. And the artwork is really cool. Yeah, you get some, like, anime drawings of him and the, all the, you know, there's a few enemies at the end, but the, the they look good. Like, I like the way they're drawn, kind of cartoony, but still cool. Yeah, agreed. Um, did you did you happen to check out the story at all? Because it's pretty stupid. I did. It's it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the enemy apparently is Colonel Vermin Katafi. Yes. Which I assume is a Qaddafi. That's what I would burn. Well, one uh, would think. Um, who's a uh, warlord, I guess. He runs a place called Outer Heaven, which is a small nation on the outskirts of South Africa. Yes, the outskirts of it. Yeah. You're, you're out there. And uh, <laughs> he has uh, created the ultimate super weapon, the Metal Gear. Yes. And that is such a weird point of... Uh, I don't know. It's the name of the game. Yeah, and it's weird because it's like all throughout the game, people, refer, you know, it's like we got to stop the Metal Gear. It's this, you know, super thing, but it's just like a walking tank. I guess it has nuclear missiles. Well, it's a walking tank that can shoot nuclear missiles from anywhere in the world. Yeah, almost like a plane or a submarine or anything like where it's uh, uh, it's it's pretty goofy. But um, if you do look on the um, which, by the way, this game has some great box art too. True. Now, the cover of this box, though, uh, is apparently stolen. Really? It is apparently a copy sketch of the exact same pose and everything of some publicity stills from the first Terminator movie and Kyle Reese. Oh, wow. Okay. I always thought the guy looked like a young Don Johnson that's on the cover, but that's awesome. Okay. It makes sense. It looks just like him. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, And... uh, So you do get like a, a brief, you know, gameplay intro, transceivers, items, you know, it kind of points you towards looking in uh, trucks and buildings or getting items from enemies. Mm-hmm. It does say there are the uh, bad guy has five strongholds. Yeah. Which is a lie. There's only four buildings in the game. So I don't, <laughs> they must, uh, can't count very well or misdirect. Well, well, yeah, there was a few, uh, changes between what the game said and the instruction manual said. So, sure. Yeah, I wonder where, you know, it's just a misconnect. I just thought it was funny. But uh, you do get a little bit of a paragraph, a little bit about yourself. Uh, you've got the Solid Snake. Uh, it's a code name you got in the Marines. Yeah, where you're, you're, you're a hardcore mother. Yeah, you're a, uh, a hero from the invasion of Granada. And uh, you got your name because of your ability to strike quickly, quietly, and with deadly accuracy. And you're new to the uh, Foxhound organization. But I mean, okay, so 
Hideo Kojima said that it's uh, Snake Plissken is where he, he started to get this. Yeah, where it's kind of based on him, you know, because you do get the eye patch much later, but not in this game. Yeah. The section that describes your controls is titled How to Control Your Destiny. I saw that as well and loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And uh, under the control pad, it's like you can move in four directions, from east to west or advancement to retreat. Right. So which one's north? Advancement? Or ret- I just thought it was funny. It's was advancement. Like, well, and <laughs> don't laugh because thanks to that page, my destiny is now on, on track. <laughs> And also, there's a brief section describing about the ranks, and that if you make it to rank four, you are of the honor of the Royal Dragoon. Oh, yeah. I did see that and thought it was really weird. Yeah, that's a cool, I mean, whatever, but uh, uh, that's, nope. maybe that's why Jennifer, is, maybe she's a honor of the Royal Dragoon, too. So. Oh, probably. You know how those dragoons are. Indeed. Now, <laughs> now what about the uh, enemy section? Yeah, the enemy section. Uh, Come cr- on. Colonel. This is right up your uh, Konami pun alley. Oh, sure. They they really uh, uh, went to the next level here with Colonel, Colonel Vermin Katafi's Elite Scum Squad. Yes. Which is interesting because you have a bunch of bosses in this game with like names, but they're not in here. Nope, not at all. In fact, these just name all of the things you see constantly. The most common soldiers, which is weird that they all get different names. They're goofy-ish, you know, uh, like the sleeping guys, B.A. Dozer. Right, or... The Dogs of War. Dogs of War is great. Soldier of Fortune. You have trained killer scorpions. Yeah, trained. These these scorpions were are not just wild. They were no. trained and then set loose. Yeah, they're they're patrolling, man. Oh man, I didn't even realize that. And uh, so, and you also get the electrocutioner. Did you see his picture? Like it's like a dude in a like a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, I. It's just like a dude, like literally a dude. Yeah, and he's like holding one of those, you know, switches that you, uh, you know, you blow up with the missiles, right? Like right, yeah. to turn off the electric floors. But this guy's not in the game, right? Did you ever actually see Electrocutioner? No, because the guy that runs and throws that switch is just one of the guys. Yeah, it's, oh, I mean, if there's even anyone in the screen, sometimes there's nobody. Like, right. It was just weird. Like they made this guy up and gave him some name, some cheesy name. But, uh, but yeah, so. It's worth checking out just because I think they have cool artwork, and uh, you do, of course, in a game with no points, get a score section at the end. But it is uh, less than half a page. Yeah, it's a very brief one. So It's weird because you would think, now this game has passwords, so maybe they would actually could use a manual to keep the passwords, but you get nothing. So Nothing at all. So, Nick, what was your uh, personal history? With the game Metal Gear. Um, I was very uh, interested in this game because of uh, Nintendo Power and the uh, the Gear Up ads that were in some comics and game magazines. Mm-hmm. Where it showed all the items. Like, you had a couple of gameplay pictures, but I was like, whoa, man, look at all this stuff. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm always a sucker for games with lots of items, so this really got me early. Lots of items or lots of characters. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and so I rented it several times. I, I did beat it, but since, you know, you have a password system, it's that was great for you know, rental days because you could, you know, pick it back up when you rented it in a couple weeks, right where you left off. Now, I I know that I either rented or borrowed this game, but it's uh, intense difficulty early on and obtuseness. Yeah. Uh, it really drove me away from it, and I, I remember just being like, Oh, this game sucks. It's too hard. There's nothing. You can't do anything. It does have kind of a Kid Icarus-y front-loading of difficulty. Oh, very much so. Very much so. Now, more recently, Nick, what has your experience with this game been? Um, I was able to beat it in about four sittings. Um, I found that I was able to remember Hmm. the first building pretty well. So I was able to get through that in, I think, the first 
first night. And then after that, I didn't remember as much, but I was determined to try to find my way through it. I did use, uh, I used a few maps towards the end because I was like, I'm just sick of sorting through all my cards. I just want to see what to use because it's, it, it gets uh, pretty oh, uh, yeah. monotonous. Once I found the maps that have the picture of the card you need over the doors. Right, right. That was uh, a life-saving, yeah. life-saving change. So I played this game about uh, three times, I think, where I was just bashing my head through the first building. Okay. And uh, not really knowing what I was doing. Okay. okay. I was like, I'm going to go in, like, just really figure this out on my own. Sure, sure. And I could not. Okay. It's, yeah, I mean. I mean, I was getting stuff. I had, you know, the first two key cards. Um, actually, I had the, the key card four because I just, I, you know, you, got, you got on a trek that. with a, a million different trucks. And, yeah, you can get carted around in some trucks early on and not know what, what to do or where to go. At one point, I just realized I've been running in a loop and I wasn't really getting anything new done. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, I was like, okay. I need to take this seriously, and I'm really running out of time to finish this game. So I had my son sit down with me on one of his final days off here during break, uh, wingman style, with maps and a walkthrough, and we just started busting through it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, but the problem was is that the early game is just so hard. Like, it takes a long time because it is hard. Well, it... Especially before you get your first gun or your first rank up, like it, yeah, well, and that first uh, ammo, uh, the first time you can find more ammo. Yeah, it takes you a bit. Like you'll get your gun before you have any ammo, and you run around with this gun with no bullets, and you're like, oh my god, like I can't so, wait to get this. That's uh, the beginning of my excuse uh, <laughs> as to how I came about not beating this game. Oh really? I did not. I got so close, and I do. I do want to beat it now. Okay. At first, I wasn't so sure. Okay. But you know. As the day progressed, and I mean, I was putting in, I think we did a solid, like, five hours. Okay, okay. I really thought I would have beaten it in that time. But, you know, the walkthrough we were using wasn't the best. And a lot of this game is very circular. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I found, we found ourselves just kind of looping in times or backtracking in ways we didn't mean to or need to. Yeah, you can. If you don't know where you're at, you can. It's pretty right. easy to get, like, not necessarily lost, but you're just like, oh, crap, I took this truck back to the beginning, so now i got to go back through all these buildings to get back to where I was. And Indeed. So, uh, you know, I got very far in this game. I'll let you know uh, later on as okay. we go through it where, where I bowed out. Gotcha. Um, and I did watch the remainder of it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you know, uh, while I was at, at my uh, children's uh, uh, judo. <laughs> And uh, I, I do I do promise to beat this game because, like I said, I, I do want to now. Okay, right, right. And um, I guess that should take us right into some general chat. Man, this game is hard. Yeah. Early it, on. Yeah, yeah, and in its ways. It is really hard and really confusing at first. It's going to take a little while to... You're going to master that path down your first uh, the first jungle path. That's for certain as you keep dying and restarting back up there. Or yeah, this killing game the same dogs is in some ways worse than Kid Icarus with its difficulty curve. The biggest change is that it's it relents earlier. Yeah, um, I mean, the the problem is is that the time of your uh, the most exploring you need to do at the beginning is when you're least equipped for it. Yes. You can get, like, on your way to the first building, you know, you can get a few things, and then, but it's really until you get that gun that, you know, otherwise you're just eating rations left and right because you don't have that much life, and the enemy's like... Yeah, the beginning of this game, I was not enjoying. I was like, man, 
I don't get it. You really have to be stealthy, but a lot of times, you know, oh, if you see the enemy, just back out of the screen and you're good and then come True. back in from a different angle. But this game does get better and better. Like the more I played it and the more key cards I got. Right. And the more I actually started to learn like the buildings. Because, I mean, I was looping and running through these places enough to really start to remember where well, Yeah, yeah. After out. a while, you're like, all right, I know building one pretty well. Oh, I know building two really well also. Okay, okay. Uh, all three floors of it. Well, yeah, I remember because building one, I was like, yeah, I remember. I, I I didn't know what I was going to get, but I was like, now I got to go over here for something. Well, the problem with building two is it has that tricky elevator situation where there's one elevator that goes up and one that goes down. Yeah. So you have to uh, go all the way through again when you miss one stupid thing or, you know. Yeah. If if you're not careful in that in that building, you're going to be looping it many times. It's kind of funny how confusing the levels seem at first, like the different buildings or in between them, Mm -hmm. because they're all really simple. It's just I think they were well designed to be slightly confusing in the way that some of them loop back on each other. Right. They, they It's a good way to get more uh, kind of gameplay-ish out of without feeling like filler, you know, from a small space. Indeed. But I, I really think, too, especially once you get into that first building, you know, when the music kicks in, the, like, Mission Impossible, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When you're like, I'm like, yeah, it's very reminiscent of the, the you know like i said mission impossible theme and it, it really puts me in like the sneaky mood like i'm a spy you know well and you're given that one guy to like concentrate on and and figure out how you're gonna sneak up on him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know to start you out with in a more safe environment than the outside zones but you know this game uh there was really a certain point that like the light bulb went off and i think where you'll figure out oh, okay this is how not to be seen, mm-hmm. uh, and this is how to utilize, you know, your punch in the right direction it, or well, angle. Well, the punch is a weird, uh, your hitbox is kind of weird. You look we- like sometimes you'll think you're farther away than you are, but that's when you can punch. Like if you're punching downward or yeah. upward, you know, it can be hard to aim. And Left and right, it's not as bad, but it, the, the punch takes... It sucks because it takes a little learning to learn to use it effectively, and then you get a gun, so you don't need to do it anymore. Yeah, and then once you've gotten the silencer, then your your troubles of fighting are, are long, long behind you. You can really just start tearing through room after room after room of guys, and at that point you've ranked enough to have the ammo you need just to go crazy. Yeah, and the life, like you don't have to worry about getting caught as nearly as much. It's not really, I mean, I would still kind of try to sneak through just because it's a little maybe time-saving, but... If it, if it went off, it was just like, let's do this, man. Let's dance. Indeed. And, you know, I think it is time to dance. I think we should uh, do our best to describe this game level by level. But there are no levels. So, building by building? Sure. You know, I myself uh, didn't take a lot of notes for this section because I was really focused on trying to beat this game. Right, right. And... In turn, I didn't even know how to structure it because it, this game is very uh, linear but nonlinear. Correct. There's it lets you explore out in a lot of different directions, but though you typically won't get that far without you know certain items that it restricts your your uh, path with. And it also has you backtracking and traveling through the same areas over and over again, but with new key cards to unlock different doors or things like that. Sure. But I mean, it does roughly like you know you start with building one. You'll, go to, you'll start going a little in between one and two, and then as the game progresses towards three and four, which are the end game kind of buildings. Yeah. For the most part. But the game starts you off uh, out in the woods and a jungle. Yep, jungle ish area where you've uh, parachuted apparently. 
and and you uh, get your first message from Big Boss, and then you travel to the right, and you have your first encounter with a guy. Yeah, standing behind a jeep. And you know what? He gets he's getting a little sleepy. Sure, he is. And he he uh he feels asleep. Yep, and he he says that out loud as he falls asleep. So it's kind of a weird <laughs> message. I'm pretty sure that it's uh I him waking up and saying I fell asleep. I oh okay. But just not not correctly translated. I thought it was "I feel sleepy" is what it was going to be. That's well, what I. Always that's what thought. he says before he falls asleep, and oh, then when he yeah. wakes up, he says, "I feel asleep." <laughs> either e- way, either way, you don't have to worry about him being asleep or not, as long as you sneak up on him. Boom, boom, boom. And when they fall asleep, you can see the Z's coming out, you know, so you know. Yeah, it's it's very cute, adorable. Uh, now, what's not adorable is what you'll find the screen below him. Mm. The dogs of war? Yeah, possibly. I dislike those dogs more than the people in this game. Yeah, I didn't really. The dogs don't bother me that much. So. Just in this one spot because it's almost impossible to run through them without getting bit. There's a good uh, where it's like the pattern I would always take is where it's like you go left past the two, then down, and then they'll come up and you can head to the right and down. Like I was able to get through without any damage uh, pretty easily. Pretty easily. I would not not agree with I, I know you can get through it without it i'm telling you there's one path you can do it the same way every time so this does highlight the beginnings of one of my biggest problems with this game and that is the play control the weird sprite stuff like it's hard to tell where you are when you're punching and not just that but when you're running you can't just turn you can't just run down and then turn right and expect to be moving right right away there is a little bit of a like you can, and especially if you're next to like, um, you know, in this case, the jungle, you know, matter, the, the bushes or right. certain, you know, crates inside when you're trying to sneak right around them, you can get caught on the corners kind of. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was so jarring at first that I thought like there was something wrong with my controller. And <laughs> yeah. I even was like, all right, let's switch controllers and see. There, the jungle, I feel like, and certain later areas, but the jungle is one of the big offenders of the, uh, of the way your, your movement is controlled. Well, not only that, but I just feel like when I'm trying to escape a group of guys, I'm not as nimble as I want to be. Like, I can't, you know, bank left and right as quickly as I want. I know what you mean. And it's just a little frustrating. But I feel you. I kind of thought, uh, I didn't know if it was just me as well. I, I thought the same stuff. No, yeah. I, I tried a few controllers just to make sure that's not that was not the problem. Now, you get through there, uh, you make it through a bunch of different... Mostly just dogs and soldiers. Uh, you find a truck with the binoculars. And so the trucks, you can go into the back of the overhang part, you know, the rear of the truck, mm-hmm. the cargo area. The bed. And it becomes a new screen. And inside there you'll find, you know, sometimes nothing, sometimes an item or ammo. Enemies. So, sometimes oh. there will be an enemy inside the truck. And then you go all the way down to the bottom, and then you'll find the final form of truck, and that is the one that takes you to a new location. Sure. Uh, you want to grab card one first, but... Uh, yeah, you check... <laughs> I mean, always check all the trucks. That's what I did. Yeah. I mean, if it's, I hadn't been there before, check the trucks. It does. It's the downside. But you always want to remember which ones are going to take you to different locations, because True. they won't always... You know, it's kind of like a circle. It's not no, back and forth. No, you, you can know. go straight back. If Do you, they always go straight yeah, back? If you leave that truck and re-enter the same truck it will take you to the location you were at before. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure because I know I did it like four times just because I was dumb. I just felt, I thought there was a truck later on that's like outside building four that'll take you back here. There there may be one or two. And from here, it only takes you to building one. Right. But but, in uh, that early trio of truck movement. 
sure they're, yeah they're they will always take you right back to the screen you were at before and um, when you get in that one truck that moves you along, you've gotten your card one, you'll end up at building one. Yeah, the truck have started to move. It have. More poor translations. You know, I don't blame Mr. Kojima for... I You know what? I've had worse, so uh, I can always tell what they meant, True. at least, in this game. It's more amusing than... It was definitely more amusing because uh, it was never used during like a heavy emotional kind of thing. No. There was not a lot of that going on in yeah. this game. Now, in front of building one, more trucks, and you can take one of those to to truck you on somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, building three. Okay. Uh, maybe some rations. Was that what's in the yeah, there's rations, and this is a good area, too, because um, to talk about, this is another one of the transceiver tricks. Um, yes, and we didn't get into that before. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, you just uh, go to your trans... You can go inside the truck, get the ration, or, you know, any building or item, and you go check your transceiver and just come right back out, and the item will have respawned. Yeah, what it does is it resets the entire screen you're on. Yeah. So and that works for rations and for ammo. Yeah, and uh, and it does other things. But we'll talk about them as we uh, encounter them. Yeah, because really the core mechanic of it is that it's resetting the whole screen. Now that will also happen um, if you go to a weapon. Oh, does it and go to select the weapons? a weapon and oh. then come back? Okay, I always just use this. But the but... transceiver is less button presses. I mean, here the real benefit is that. If you go outside the truck, oh, the, the enemy is right back in front of you. So this way you can just grab your three rations or whatever without exposing yourself. Definitely. Or it, hearing that dumb alarm. Yeah, and it's slightly faster. Now, you do need card one to get inside of building one. And if you don't want to just murder this guy, which is very easy, um, you can just wait and he'll eventually give you the okay, your turn message and slowly walk off screen. Yeah, I think I always felt he was talking to like the next guy yeah, yeah. Guard at the station. I just thought it was, it's funny too because it's like he goes to the edge of the screen and then he does give one quick look back before he vanishes. So you don't want to be too eager. Yes. But either way, whip out your card one and you're in the first floor of building one. Yeah, building one. Um, you know, I hope you like green. You know, you got a lot of green floor tiles. I mean, so much of this game is green. Yeah, I feel like they have several, you know, that's that's where they spent, because there's got to be at least two, maybe three shades of green. Like, that's where they spent all their color room <laughs> right. brown. This intro room or area is really cool because it's uh, the staging ground where they're holding all their tanks, all their jeeps. Yeah, and, and all those, uh, the background sprites of them all look pretty good. They're all, like, pretty well and scaled. And if you didn't notice, at the end of the line of one of the sets of jeeps, there is one sports car. Yeah, you'll see just a little car here and there. Or I didn't see it anywhere else in the game. Nice. I thought that was oh, really yeah, cool. I know you're, yeah, you're right. Yep, I know exactly. That's That's got to be uh, Colonel Katafi's uh, personal yeah, ride. Probably. Now, um, you got to make your way north, and you got to get your gas mask first. Sure, up on the top right. Now, leaving that room, for me, was like the first uh, crap my pants moment, because you're going to have to fight a ton of guys, probably. Yeah, because the enemies are back. You know, when you leave a room and come back, they, the, the enemies will respawn, and there's a guy, like, right in front of the yeah. door. Enemies always respawn unless they're a boss. Or Correct. Mi or a mini-boss. And that's one of the real big frustrations that this game will heap upon you. And if, but here's the thing that uh, we should touch on real quick, because let's say you grab that gas mask, you die. Ah, oh, crap. You have to restart all the way back to the beginning. But you still have all your items. True. Now, so, that is one thing that changes with rank, also. The higher your rank goes, you uh, respawn when you continue 
further into the game. Is that what that... Okay, I didn't know because I remember starting back in the jungle frequently at the beginning when uh-huh. I would die, and then later it would be like in elevators or certain right. things, and I didn't know so what the X So the beginning of building one at rank one, and then I think... It, I don't know if it's the beginning of each building as you rank up, but it okay. does change location. Hmm. So, um... Yeah, so, you know, it, it is a crap-your-pants moment. Uh, you got to beat through all these guys with your fists, but it's not uh, it's not undoable. No, and I mean, I did die doing it at least once. You can if you can just run to the edge of the screen. If you can make it, then your, the alarms will go off or yeah. reset, so to speak, and then you can just keep rolling. Now uh, you you make your way through this level. There is an area that's like a bit of a trap. There's you, a pitfall. The first pit trap, and, and they will appear throughout the different levels. They they look like the floor is fine at the beginning, but then they open up. Yeah, from the center out, it expands, and you do have a little time to, like, back off. You do. And uh, this is where you can use the, another one of the transceiver tricks, where once a pit appears and starts to expand, if you go to your transceiver, it will stop expanding. Okay. But when you come back to the screen, like, however big that pit had become, it's still there. You can't see it, though. But the, graphically, it just looks normal like the floor, but there still is a, a small pit there. So if you, you know, this area, you can just go down the other path. You'll be fine. But later on, when you have to deal with some, like, two of them in a row or these weird, like, I use this trick a lot to, like, shrink the pits, essentially, because I had a lot of trouble getting around in a certain... Oh, okay. You know, I think you know what I'm talking about. But. I do. Now, also on the first floor of uh, Building 1, you'll get your handgun, finally. Yeah, you'll get your hand... No ammo yet, but... And you got those. Those precious landmines. Uh, you'll need to come back for them probably at some point. Once you've ranked up a bit, mm-hmm. you're going to need, was it 11? Yeah. You need 11 of those We're, those bad boys. So Which sucks. That's so. rank three. Yeah. You get five per rank on those type of uh, items. But you get all that, and you can uh, free a few prisoners. Yeah, there's... um. I don't have any on the first... Are there any yet? Uh, maybe not yet, but there, think... are, there are on the first... There are some around. But you do run up into a, you know, there you have, uh, there's the elevator. Yeah, you, and the way elevators work in this game, some of them you can control fully, some not. But you just go up to the desired level and then run off of it. And this will, uh, this elevator only gives you one choice, but that takes you actually to the third floor, of, right. of building one, and that's where you'll see your first of the cameras. Yeah, and these cameras move along the walls. As long as you hug the wall they're on, they won't see you. Like you're up underneath their field of view, which I thought was all right. That's a neat, you know. Or otherwise, usually you can sneak around behind some crates or some other crap, but you just keep on moving. Uh, you know, I pretty much just head south, and, you know, um, there's only really one door here with that you can use to get in with your card one, and that's where you find, like, your ammo. You can use the transceiver trick, and here's where you get your first hostage. Yeah, yeah. And then those hostages, you uh, get them to rank up. Mm-hmm. They're one of your highest priorities. Yeah, you really, like, there's certain areas that you're going to want to be certain ranks by. Yeah, so if there's rooms you weren't able to get in, you always want to backtrack, try them again, because you definitely have to find all the hostages you can. Sure, and then, uh, but now we get to go to our first of the, the poison gas rooms. Yeah, and that we, as we mentioned, uh, you have to switch out to use your card, so you are going to be gassed to at least, some degree. Yeah, at least a little bit. And you get the hilarious um, beginning of the, you know, you get a message right inside, and it's Big Boss, and he's like, I forgot to tell you. Use a gas mask. You're gonna need one for poison. And you're like, oh, I'm already in it. You jerk. Like, yeah. Thanks, boss. Now, hopefully, you already had it. You, you didn't have to go backtrack for it. Yeah. Now, also on this level, you'll encounter your first uh, rolling barrel trap. Yeah, those big roller things that move left and right. And they're really easy to get around. 
Yeah, and uh, once again, they'll get reset by the transceiver as well, which isn't really doesn't really help you. No, because they're not hard to, no, to I, deal with. But I did it once on accident, okay. and it appeared right on top of me and killed me because <laughs> it was a one-hit kill. So gotcha, it's so. like, so watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and yeah. then you also find uh, some of these uh, like booby trap floors. It's not really a booby trap. Um, it's a floor that is either activated by an alarm or by a person. It's like electrified. It's electrified. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. It's orange, so I don't know. It kind of glows. It's. I mean, it looks. You know what you're doing. As you walk on it, it will hurt you. But uh, most of the time, there's a, a turn off panel, a switch. That's what most people would call them. Yeah. And uh, if you uh, have the missile launcher. Yeah, the remote control missile. The launcher. remote control missile launcher. You can always snake your way around and blow it up, deactivating the floor. Yeah, and this is right where you get that. Like you'll. You'll like head down, you'll see that floor and be like, what do I do? And then, and this, you know, just below it, you find card two, backtrack a bit, get the missiles, then you can head back and uh, blow that switch up. Yeah. There's a couple more people to find. Uh, you make your way back down to the first floor. Well, I mean, up here, you can actually, if you backtrack four, now that you have card two, you can get the cardboard, uh, the silencer, and the grenade launcher, and two more hostages. Right off the bat. And uh, yeah, and that's all on the third floor. So but yeah. then you have to go back down to the first floor. And this is where also you bridge over because there's like the east and west elevators of this room. Right. So now you can go down or up to the roof from the um, east elevator. But in this case, I went down to the first floor. You uh, you can go. Uh, I went to actually went to the second floor to see what I could get. But there's only like one room that you can open and get a. Uh, you can get some ammo there if you want to ammo up. And there is a hostage you can get that the one that's down by some some laser trip yeah. wires. But there's no real point of this. You know, it, w- it won't make the difference yet. Yet. So, but yeah, head down to the first floor. Um, you, you got two hostages and a submachine gun you can open now. And here's where I, I, one of the hostages, I think, gives you the hint to be like, to move forward, you must get captured. Yeah, yeah. So you go into, there's one truck and, you know, down on the first floor that you enter and a guy comes behind you and arrests you. Yes, and says that, you know, you are captured. And when you wake up, you don't have any items. No, you're actually now, you're in building four and you're in a prison cell with no equipment. But you can just punch a wall open. (laughs) Yeah, and that takes you to another prisoner. Which, I mean, I don't. I th- you know maybe under the iron glove in the instruction book it might explain something about hitting walls but I don't remember there being any in-game clues towards that but agreed I this just is knew it one of the points where I was like if I wasn't using a walkthrough I would have no clue mm-hmm. that this was a, a possibility yeah but you do it and then you head through and you find Gray Fox who I guess we didn't really mention earlier that's one of your like submissions, you know, you're you're infiltrating this place to rescue a an agent Gray Fox who's already out there. Yes, and you find him, and he gives you some kind of clues, but you, uh, I don't even remember what he says. It's Does he like, tell you about the doctor? No, yeah, well, oh yeah, we're trying to rescue Doctor Petrovich. Well, who, I think at this point you find out about Petrovich. Yeah, he's been kidnapped and forced to make the Metal Gear. So, correct. You're off to get him. You head south by, I think, again, punching through the wall. Yep. Is that where you find the bag? Um, yeah, you can go. Well, you go down to the right, and that's where you, you enter the room of the shotgunner, your first boss. Oh, yeah. And that's where he has, you have no weapons, and but there are two doors at the bottom. So one of them has your equipment. And what's the other one have? Uh, oh, there's a car, is there a card three down there in one of the doors? It's possible. I think that's the one that you get. One of the doors has no card requirement. One does. Okay. But 
the shotgunner I just yes. used remote missiles on. It is card three. Okay. Yeah, but it's like you just hide behind these little barrels in the bottom right, and you can shoot him easily with remote control missiles. Yep, that's how I did it. And um, kill him, and you head out. And on your way out, uh, you can get the body armor, the bomb blast suit, and the uniform. Right in a row. You really upgrade your wardrobe here because you get all these sweet wearables. Yeah. Man, did I want to wear that uh, bomb blast suit so much. You can. I can. (laughs) Or I could just take less damage from bullets. But like you said, you leave there and then you're back out into the wild. And pro tip, throw away your transmitter now. You might not have noticed it's there because I know I didn't. Yes. Now you leave there and you you have a couple places you can go. Um, You're out in the jungle. Yes. Now, there is a little Zelda-style Lost Woods puzzle mm-hmm. uh, right off the bat, but that's only if you want to get back into the area. Yeah, you won't even notice it this way, this direction. Indeed. And if you go out and turn left or go up, there's a tank that will just destroy you. It is a deadly boss, and you cannot fight it yet. No. And that is what we talked about earlier. That's why you need the 11 mines. And I really want to say that when I got here, I was really pissed because I had 10 mines. I had, I did, I was at rank 3. But I didn't know how many it took. And I was like, I got 10. That'll probably be enough. And it, it was like one more mine. Like I had to go. And they're not nearby. You got to go all the way back. No, they're all the way on the first floor of building one. So that's not fun. But you shouldn't go there yet. So Indeed. You just go down. You find a bunch of trucks. You yeah, find you, a bunch of stuff in the trucks. There's uh, some rations, I think, in one of the trucks. Yep. And if you haven't gotten already, card and, four. Yeah, that's where you can get card four, which. You know, I had. I already had due to my extensive traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you take one of the trucks, and it will whiz you right back to building one. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that'll take you to the, yeah, kind of the back door of it. Oh, yeah. It, in fact, is the back door of building one. Yeah, and you'll take the elevator to the second floor, and you can head. It's, it's your first time on the second floor. It's a big loop. I feel like you're supposed to do it counterclockwise, but I did the opposite. No, you can't. I encountered this problem because if you do it counterclockwise, when you get to the bottom corner and there's that room with the electrified floor, there's no way to turn it off. Yeah. So I just ran through it because oh. it just drops <laughs> you right in it. And I was like, oh, screw it. Like, and I, if you have enough, like, uh, I feel like I'm probably ranked two by around now. You would have to be. So if you have enough, if you have like six rations, th- th- this floor is not as strong as like the water or certain other hazards. So okay. y- you can make it, but you'll take a bunch of damage. I was too scared. I should have been, but it's not really worth it because in addition, it's like you're fighting the boss right before you go to that room, right. to the electro floor. So so you'll also find some of the uh, infrared lasers on this level. You can't see them. They they have a weird like uh, kind of square uh, computer box. I don't know what that thing looks like. A strange old like 1950s computer, but like HAL 9000 or something. Yeah. You uh, get some more clues about Dr. Petrovich. You get your glove. And this who's, is who's the boss here? Machine Gun Kid. The machine gun kid. Oh, and this machine gun kid looks impossible. Yeah, because he runs back and forth. He actually shoots. He's one of the few bosses that you're like, he's actually trying to do something to me. Like, oh, well, so much so that like I could not get shots off on him. And that's when the magic of the transceiver. Okay. Oh, because it will reset his location. It will reset him to the center of the room every time. So you just do that and then... And you can run right up the side and maybe two or three resets. You can get next to him and then just handgun away. Is that what I used? I just used remote control missiles on him. I did not have enough at this point. Okay. I, I had squandered the few I had. And Every time I, was, I would use them, I would try to go back and refill them because I was like, I want to make sure I, you know, am fully stocked with them because they're pretty sweet. I mean, it only takes like four, I think four or five shots to kill him with that. But 
Or it, I've seen you could also use the reset to, you know, have your grenade launcher and have it aimed like right there. So you can just like, as soon as he resets, he'll be there. Gotcha. I don't, I don't know how strong that compares to the gun, but it's, it's not bad. He's not that bad. Nope. You take care of this area. Then where do you move? You go to the roof? Um, well, yeah, you can also get the, this is where you get the infrared goggles. You know, if, if you did this room the counterclockwise, the correct way, you would get the goggles before you came to the lasers and the, uh, you can get some mines up here. I think you get the goggles on your way back through the lasers. Yeah. And this is one of the closer areas to stock up on your mines because you are going to need them pretty soon. And there's that room where there's like three or four dudes in there just standing around some mines and you can run in and, you know, glad them and just get it. You've heard that, uh, Petrovich is on the top. So there you go. Yeah, you're heading on up to the rooftop, which is a... Hey, oh, that's this the blue. Is where, this is where all the blue went. I forgot, you're right. It's all blue blue and orange. It's a it's a kind of a... It's a refreshing color palette swap. I thought of it as like solar panel covered. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, and, and you got some skylights, you know, the backgrounds look different than other places. Yeah, and I felt like this was a little easier area. It's a little breezier. You can move around in it a little easier. Yeah, you're not as uh, confined, um, and you do encounter these jetpack troops. I w- we called them spacemen, but yeah, they, they look like straight-up spacemen. But they behave just like the other guys, right? Yeah, and they still take one hit. Yeah, they're all very easy to kill. You get some. There's some ammo up there, a hostage, and you get to that kind of swaying, well, like a suspension bridge. You think that's what they were going for? Yeah, that's what we dubbed it. Um and you can fall off that, and it's a, it's a one one fall death. I uh, I, I it got, shows you fall into the the, the floor below. That's kind of cool. And you think you, I thought I was like, oh, I'll just start off at that floor with half Some, my life. Right? No, nope, nope. you're dead. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a fairly cool effect. It works. I actually only died on my way out, and I was kind of happy because I was like, oh, I don't have to walk through all the. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It, well, I didn't do it on purpose, but I was glad it happened then because. But regardless, you pass the bridge and you head right to the but. Twin shot? Is that what they're called? The two, the twin bosses? Yeah. Yeah, there's, they have like uh, these kind of machine gun turrets. They stand in place and, you know, they can shoot you up pretty quick. You're if, supposed to use the grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can go to the right of them behind uh-huh. this wall uh-huh. and shoot over it with the grenade launcher. I did not have the grenade launcher when oh. I encountered them. Did Do you have to use it? Some Because I think like machine gun kid, you can kill them with several weapons. But a lot of these guys are like, you have to have this you gun. You do. You have to have the grenade launcher? So I never defeated either of these guys. Oh, really? Uh, I rationed my way through them. Would you, like, punch them? No, I just, like, ran. I would... I just I would just oh. run through them. <laughs> <laughs> just that's awesome. And okay. then if you get behind them, they don't hurt you. And then just go through the doors. And then I would just go through the doors. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I use the full ration, at least one, just to just to do this. That's awesome. because uh, yeah, they don't really give you any items when you kill them, right? You don't no. need to kill them. I mean, I guess not. I don't know because I never did kill them. That's awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. You go through the doors, and you know one of them's empty, and you're like, "Is Doctor Pet? Is it too late for Doctor Petrovich?" And the other guy tells you that no, he's been moved. Yeah. Ooh. To Building Two, which is ten kilometers north of here. Doctor Petrovich is in another castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No kidding. So. Yeah, it's north. That's the big clue. Yeah. So you go find the back door. You know, you get out of this place. Head what north. A- head north. Yeah. To now. Now you got to go take on the tank. So. You pretty much have to be rank three by now, and you want to make sure you have at least 11 mines. Oh, yeah. Because you have, like, there's two little buildings, you know, with one pathway through it, and the tank is the size of this corridor, so, and it just moves up and down, shooting machine guns at you from either side, or it's big cannon if you run across the center. Yeah, and 
the thing is, is you have to get up into its path to drop these mines. So if you get hit by the tank, it does a ton of damage. Um, yeah, so you definitely want to have just have your body armor, run up, and just don't worry about dodging its stupid bullets. No, you just want to worry about dodging the tank itself. Like, drop three mines and then get out of there. You're probably going to use a ration because yeah. you are going to get hit by the gun. There's just there's no way not to get hit by the gun in this part. There is a way to, if you run up right in front of him and he shoots you, you have just enough time if you're invincible to run through the tank. Oh, wow. And you can just skip it, but it'll be there next time. Oh, yeah. And, like, if you if you come down from the top and you're right behind the tank, like, it'll just back up. Over, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's better to just kill it and get it out of the way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so 11 mines later, uh, you can head past it. This is where you see the, the real minefield. Use your mine detector here. Yeah, I just ran through it. Yeah, I, they're not that strong, even if you don't. I don't think I got hit. Yeah, I, me. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll take you up to, uh, building two where you have to use the uniform to get in. Yes. And it, it acts just like the keys. There's a, isn't there, there's like a transceiver message you get from like Schneider or something that tells you. Yeah. Maybe? Someone gives, someone clues you in. That's for certain. Yeah. And this is where you head inside and you see the gray sludge for your first time. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, it, it, I could tell what was going on. It's like it's water, and then there's the darker areas where if you go, you're underwater, and you take damage. And um, you don't really have much choice here. You, you only have, like, two doors you can go. I think you can get some ammo, and uh, you head through one to fight that bulldozer, like mini-boss. Yeah, and that's when you have to use the uh, grenade launcher for sure. Yeah, you got to blast him with, like, 12 grenades real fast. I don't fast. know. I was just spamming that button, yeah. going, t- going crazy. You can only... Well, you, can have two on screen at once the rate of fire yes two of the grenades will launch at one time yeah so the, the grenade uh, launcher does hold a large amount of ammo so yeah much more than not as many as the handgun but more than like the rocket or are they the same more than the mines more than that kind of stuff definitely yeah more than the mines oh, yeah so you blast him and uh, then you can kind of that frees up some areas to explore uh, you'll find some more of those laser alarms, but now they move. So now you really want the goggles if you're trying to sneak through, because then you can see and time it. I use them here on the way through. Uh, you also, in this area... You get the antenna here. Yeah, because you start lo- start losing communications. You can't communicate. You find this antenna, boom, communications back on track. Everyone gives you some new numbers. One thing we didn't talk about, though, is that you have to remember the frequencies, Right, or, you know, write them down. But or write them down. They're not, it's not crazy. It's like one number out of 100, but I think that is a cool little feature that makes it a little more realistic. Yeah, I love it. Now, here's an area where I did something really stupid because there's this um, area to the right where it's the really long, deep sludge path. Yes. I was, uh, I was at least rank three, obviously, so I had a ton of uh, rations, so I was like, I'm just going to sneak up there. Right, right. And, and take, I was like, by just taking all the wa- water damage and rationing all the way up, and you can get all the way up there, and you can't do squat. Like, you can get some ammo in one of the rooms, but you need, like, key card seven to get into the other, because that's like a boss, right, right. The boss room. So I was like, I wasted all these rations, and you got to waste more to get back. It sucks. So don't do it. Don't. Really, what you want to do is uh, find that, that elevator door, get on up. Mm-hmm. You can go to room two, but you're you will find quickly that most of these doors you don't have the cards to get through. So you want actually want to go up to the third floor, the roof. Yeah, and it's real. This is uh the problem with this building is that there's one elevator that goes up, one that goes down. So yeah. if you miss something, you're doing a bunch of this level over and over again. So yeah, you'll go up to the top of the you know on the roof. You can get uh, there's another hostage who tells you that Petrovich is on the second floor of this building. Yes, and not an ostrich hostage. 
Right. Not just a normal hostage. <laughs> now, this is where you get card five. Card five is alive. Yes, sir. And it'll allow you to... Well, now you can... You can open a whole lot of doors that you couldn't on the on the, on the first floor. Yeah, and second. like So now you can take the elevator down to the other side, the first side. Now, is, is key card six in here also somewhere? Yeah, yeah. It's when, after you come down to so, first floor on the right side. If or, you play like me, you just go through this entire building like three or four times. Yeah, you can usually you can do it in three, I think. Where and you, you just kind of like, okay, I got card five. You start trying all the doors. So okay, you, then you find card six, and then you go through it again, trying all the doors. And then eventually you'll have all the doors open, you'll find all the people. But you can get like right away, you know, after the third floor, you go down, boom, get that card six, then you can get the antidote, and provided you're rank four now, mm-hmm. you can start sending out those messages to Jennifer, well, you get the rocket launcher. You find that one, at least, in this building. I know that. Yeah, well, that's that's another one you have to call her for. Oh, you have so. to. No, it's the antidote you don't. You, right. You get she the gives you the compass as well. Those are both ones you okay. call. So once you're rank four, you have to go to the second floor. And in the second floor, there are empty rooms. And if yeah. you call her, she'll put items in those rooms. Yep. Okay. And there is a guy, one of the... Um, hostages in this building tells you it's like you can call jennifer but unless you're classy she won't talk to you so that's your hint to be rank four classy yeah uh once you finally you know really the the meat of this level is the second floor it's one where you can bridge between the up and down elevators Mm -hmm. and there's tons of rooms with mainly card five and six keys get the rocket launcher because you're going to need it for the boss and the boss of this one now I ran past this boss like five times. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's these two dudes. Yeah, they're, I I don't know. I kept seeing them called the Arnolds, but I don't know where that came from. I don't either. Uh, they're but, a pretty dumb boss. Like they just run back and forth. Yeah, you could really easily avoid them if you want to get through the doors they're guarding. Mm-hmm. As long as you know the key number. Yeah, you probably get hit once maybe because yeah. they'll they'll just rush you. You know, there's two rows they of don't hurt crates. No, no, not really. And if you uh, use the missile launcher, the the super strong one or the rocket launcher yeah. sorry rocket launcher then you will get that famous card number seven yeah those guys take like 10 shots you just stand there and shoot them they'll run at you and then retreat and repeat but usually only do it twice before they're dead yep now that you have the compass mm. and card seven well you also i don't know did you find the fake doctor on this floor as well yes i did where you go to save him and then it, a pit opens around him yeah i shot his ass i did too because afterwards he's like out foxed you know the you know the real petrovich isn't here and normally if you shoot a hostage you lose a whole star of rank so you yes. don't want to do that but here i took the chance and i'm glad you didn't lose the rank nope not at all but yeah like i said you've got those things you need the compass mainly yep and then you want to try to get out of here and go to just head to the desert. Up the desert. To, now, how do you get to the three? desert from here? It's just the back door to here. You need card seven to get through it. That's what so, it was. Okay. Yeah. It's near the water. It's at the edge of the water area. So yeah, yeah. You go right. around the water, bust out through that back door, cross the desert. You just have to have the uh, compass mm-hmm. equipped. And, you know, break out that submachine gun, man. Like yeah, we this did. Is, this is where it's at. This is one of the few areas where go, I was like, yeah. Go spray some of those uh, trained scorpions. Mm-hmm. Don't get hit or you'll have to use that pretty antidote that's in your... Uh... So you just... What happens when you get poisoned? I don't Do, know. Oh, me either. Okay. I, I mean, I don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how you would. It's, yeah, pretty clumsy. But, you know, you make it through there and you'll find yourself at the... Uh, Building three. Building three. There's some ammo in the truck outside, but really what you want to do... Well, really, okay, there's a split way here. You can go left to, you know, and that'll take you through the mazy area. 
you right. went before to get to building four. But if you head up to building three, you can't get very far, but it's like right away you come inside, the enemies are already waiting for you. The alarm's off. So you got to fight them. And then Big Boss tells you to take the door to the left. Yeah. And it's a trap. There's a just a, it's an empty room with a pit trap right it's by the door. It's a pit trap. And that's well, I like this is the beginning of some weird kind of subterfuge. Sure, sure. But really the only thing to do here is if you take uh, the elevator, you know, there's one other, it, the only place you can get to it takes you to the elevator, the long one that goes all the way down. Oh, yeah, the real long elevator. And then you can go get the oxygen tank yes. and come back out, go all the way back to building two. And this is when my playtime has ended. Oh, okay. I got that oxygen tank and I was like, oh. I gotta go all. I knew. I knew. I was like, I don't have time. I don't have the physical time <laughs> before I have to go do my other real life stuff. Right. Right. I was like, there's just no way. Okay. And I, and I was like, and I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back up here again after yeah. I do that. And I was like, oh, I'm at the point of the game where they're really starting to pad it out with some travel. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Well, you missed out on some interesting parts that I. Oh, you're telling me because I, I watched it and I was like, oh man, I really wish I had played through this instead <laughs> of just watched it, which is why I'm going to go back. Gotcha. Okay. Well, either way, you go back to the Sludge River and you head up there in Building Two, and yes. you now have Card Seven, so you can get into one of one of the rooms. Just has ammo. Okay. And the other one is Coward Duck. Right. Well, is that a Howard the Duck? That's a weird choice. That's for a what name. I thought. But I, I don't know why you would be referencing Howard the Duck. Especially here, because this is a guy who throws uh, boomerangs at you, and he has three hostages around him, one of which, well... It's Jennifer's yeah, brother. Jennifer's brother, so... And if you kill him, she will not work with you any longer. Really? That's what she said. Oh, I didn't know. If, well, I guess you didn't. Okay, so... Anyways, this boss is... Uh, there is a pit trap right in front of the guys. Yes. So, and, and you don't want to shoot him, so if you just follow along the right or the left edge... Get up right beside him and then just blast him with your handgun. He just takes ten hits. Similar to uh, the shotgun man, gunshotter, or what? The machine gun kid? Is that what? I yeah, didn't machine use, gun kid. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, easy peasy, and you get three hostages. So and you uh, and that's the cool part is you you get the, the bonuses for them right away. But unfortunately, there's not really anything because you're already rank four. So there's no rank five. I don't think so. It's like after, yeah, after 15 hostages, I think you've maxed out your stuff. But I like that because if you miss some hostages... Then that catches you up. But then again, you're not getting this far without them anyways because you need rank four to get those items to get... Yeah. So anyways, you get some hostages because you're a cool guy. And uh, Jennifer's brother uh, tells you that when you make your getaway, take the left elevator. Yeah. And you don't know what that means now, but you will much, much later, so... You also get card eight here. Yep, the last of your cards. So um, you're going to head out, and we'll head back north, but this time we're going to take the the maze, the Lost Woodsy maze route to yes. the left to get to uh, building four. And the pattern you want is you take the, uh, there are six paths, an up, down, two left, two right. So you'll take the lower left, the upper left, the and then go up, and then the lower left. You get a little tone, and Boom. you're outside building four. Yes, you are. And you're faced with three doors. And this whole area, you know, you're like Superman now. Yeah, you're you're not worried about enemies. You There's, can shoot everyone you want. Just you go have, to town. You've got 250 ammo. You have so much life. Like, you know, early on, even rank one, even when you get your gun, you can hold 50 shots. And there are a few times where I was like, man, I'm really low on ammo. I'm conserving my shots. But rank two and up when you get, you know, it's 100 shots for rank two. Once you hit 200, 200 yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter. You can just run and gun if you want. And... So you roll in here, There's a, you do get a, a voice message that tells you there's a gas 
room nearby from Schneider, actually useful. Tells yeah. you ahead of time, unlike Big Boss. True. Um. <laughs> but you can make a little loop here. Basically, um, you'll be exploring some rooms. Um, they're all gassy. Uh, you can find a few things. You'll find the flashlight, some plastic explosives, and uh, you'll hit, um, hit a wall. towards the north. Yeah, you hit a wall and head through to the fire trooper. Now, I, I think I kind of really like his, uh, his flamethrower. Yeah, it's it's got like it's one of the you know a, a flame chain of chain of balls you know your standard effect. firing you know it just but the you, way it moves I really liked it it was just yeah it's it a real satisfying sweep it sways left and right and then it'll come back up in but you just run up next to him yeah he's in a little corner you run up right next to him in between one of those sweeps and gun him down with ten shots and he's dead and right after that is Doctor Petrovich himself you finally catch up to him yeah and uh, the game's over no <laughs> no. They also have his daughter, so oh. now you gotta go get her, and he and won't then give you the secret you. until you save his daughter. Which is kind of a jerk move because you're trying to save the world from the ultimate destructive weapon, the Metal Gear, that he is partially responsible for. He should so. know better. I know. Fortunately, she's in the same building, so you can just kind of backtrack. Now, hopefully, you also found the flashlight right before this. You will need it, but because uh, after you backtrack, you go through the the long dark hallway of the soul. <laughs> Well, this is the thing is that the worst part is that you get the flashlight and you head down into this uh, sequence. Well, I thought was the hardest part of the game. Oh, really? Where there's a, a, a buttload of uh, pit traps and a lot of them are right next to each other. There's no safe path through them. You have to be quick and dodge through. Right, and right. I had some troubles with the controls here, so I started using the uh, transceiver trick to... Oh, I can totally see that because to pause them. If, if you've got to run around the edges of these things, good luck. It can be it can be done, but apparently not by me. So I, I just uh, cheated through, and you get you rescue Ellen, um, and then you can return back to Doctor Petrovich, who tells you you need sixteen plastic explosives to destroy the supercomputer that controls Metal Gear. And yeah, which is another point of contention for me but hey <laughs> well you take uh you know so it's off back to building three we're going to go right back to that super long elevator and yeah now it's time you take it all the way down um you'll see a, a hostage down there who tells you that oh my god big boss was the bad guy he's the one in charge of the enemy of vermin katafis what yeah. it's actually kind of awesome oh, i thought it was great because that's why all his stupid uh hints were always like oh i forgot to tell you yeah. You need a gas man. Oh, I forgot to tell you. The floors will shock you or these things. And you, you think he just sucks, but he's really screwing you over. Trying to kill you. Yeah, so um, you have one little last area you go through. You get uh, you go through some gas rooms. Another uh, There's a little kind of a crappy trick pit room where you go in. It's just like one. It's almost the size of the room. Yes. It's just one door. You go in, so just avoid that. There's a gas and mines room where... Uh, now, is this also the area where um, there's an electrocuted floor with no controls? Yep, right after that is you just got to soak it up and run through. Yeah, and that takes like, what, like two rations? As far as I know. Oh, no, not just that one? much. I would say one. At this okay. point, your life bar is so high. Gotcha, gotcha. And, well, but, at the, past that room is the supercomputer. Yeah, and which is a quote-unquote boss because there are four guys in the room. You shoot them, and no more will ever come in. And then you just leisurely place 16 plastic explosives and wait for them to explode. Then blowing up Metal Gear. No, well, yeah, I guess. Um, because that was my problem is you don't fight Metal Gear ever. Isn't that in the uh, like Japanese version? Or maybe the MSX ver Like the final boss is Metal Gear, but they didn't make it here. Man, but I mean, that would be so horrible. You know, MSX owners, 
let us know. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to check it out too. But the one thing though is like, do you really want to kill Metal Gear? You're just a dude. Like, if this is the ultimate weapon and a dude can kill it, like... No, but I mean, yes, I did. I did. I wanted to use those remote control missiles. Yeah. No, I, I wanted the boss, too. I'm just saying. I'm trying to make excuses, I guess. But. Because you blow him up. You blow up this supercomputer. Mm-hmm. And it's cool looking. I like that sprite a lot. Yeah. And then it looks like you should be able to like go up, but you can't. No, you head to... There's a door to the right. You go through this door, and then there he is. Big boss himself. Yeah. It seems like a pretty basic fight. It is. He, I mean, he'll move around and kind of retreat from you, fire Shoot a couple you of shots. You just rocket launcher him 10 times. Um, you, we should say you're on a timer now. There's like a self-destruct sequence. So once you have blown up the supercomputer, the self-destruct for the entire base is set off. Yeah, it's like 1,500 seconds, I think. I don't know, but it goes down to like the millisecond, so it's like really yeah. counting fast to yeah, give you, you got, like the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, but you can, it's not hard. You blast through him. Or bust out a cigarette. That's true. Take a long cool drag on that thing for a thousand seconds and then you get a little extra time (laughs) yeah and then there are three doors at the top and um two of them are fake exits the one on the left what happens if you take the fake exit i don't know i didn't do it because that guy told you i I wonder if it's just an empty room or it just doesn't open i hope it's an empty room at least but either way that's it man you get out and that's where you'll you'll see the quick the ending begins you kind of see a a horizon with the explosion. Yeah, you get that big explosion. And then you get some final transmissions. Yeah. Solid Snake sending some transmissions back to Foxhound headquarters. Yeah, and to base and, and back and vice versa. It's a, it's a cool way to do an ending kind of, you know, where you, you see it over your transceiver like you really would. Correct. You get a little bit of credits there at the end, like, a, you know, a few names. Also in transceiver. And then the very ending actually confused me because it literally says... Presented by Konami. Yeah, but it's Ultra. I don't know what I, you know, my understanding, I guess, is not perfect of how that system worked. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was like a hush hush kind of deal. Right. That well, you had your subsidiary that you just didn't talk about the fact that they were the same company releasing well, it might different just games. Be like, you know, it's not like Ultra made it, they published it. You know what I mean? So, because like, you know, you'll what get certain weird, games with, you slippery know, slide of, of, yeah, that's so weird. But yeah, so you get the acknowledgement of the original makers of the game, mm-hmm. and then it just is a hard reset. Kicks you out, starts you back at the beginning, and you're done. You are done. Should we do the reviews now? Well, I think it is time to do the reviews. And as all the cartridge commandos know, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System across four categories. You can have a score ranging from zero to five. Starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 2.5. So did I. All right, cool. Um, you know, for me, I thought the uh, graphics were solid. You know, I liked the sprites. I did too. They're, they're all pretty, pretty detailed for its age. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really like Solid Snake as much. I he, felt like he was one of the worst ones. He has a weird... He's one of the few with... Any frames of animation, though. Most of them just... That's one of the sticking points. Barely move. The frames of animation are very few. I mean, walking is two frames of animation for everyone. Yeah. And, um... And and Solid Snake gets a punching one. I don't even think you move when you shoot. Yeah, I I don't think so. Now, the music is really good. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just there's only four tracks. Of yeah, that's it's kind of the same thing with the sprites where I'm like, everything's good. It's just mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot there. It's repetitive. But then the negative for me is 
the interiors. They all look the exact same. Well, yeah, I mean, it is kind of, you know, like we said, repetitive, but I'm like, it is only three buildings. I can kind of yeah, see, but, but... But I would like to see, you know, at least a little difference between building one, two, and three, or just a little difference in color. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, they, they lean very heavily on the green, brown, and gray ends of the spectrum. Here. Yeah, and it can, you know, get very confusing when you're trying to remember, oh, what building did I get those mines in? Oh, the green one. No, it's very true. Green walls <laughs> that all look the exact same. Yeah. It's but, like, so, you know, it's it's not great, but it's not bad. No. And like I said, those aside, I do like the design of the insides. I, I like the look of all the Jeeps and tanks and mm -hmm. the weapons, your items. Yeah. Even they the little look tables look cool. Yeah. Or even the weird jetpack men who I don't know what they're doing up there, but they look all right. They do look all right. Nick, as far as play control is concerned, I gave this game a one. A one? Oh, wow. Okay. I found that... Um, I can see it, though. Like there's... This game does not ask you to do a lot, but you can barely do what it asks you to do. I, I gave it... Uh, I actually wrote down a 2.5, but I'm going to say two, because I really thought about it where it's, you know, it's the damn pit sections or certain areas where I'm just getting stuck on corners. It's hard. It's like the your actual movement isn't that great. Right. You know, I, I could go up to a two because of the fact that the game's usually so slow that it doesn't really... It doesn't need you to have play control for most of the game. Right. The shooting is fine. Like, it's easy to, you know, you can just blast away, and I never had any problems there. Um, I did... It's whenever you have any fine movement you've got to do around, like, a boss or a group of guys, mm -hmm. but, you know, before you have the silencer. Right, right. It's just there are so many times where I know what I want to do, and I know what it wants me to do, but, man, there is a barrier, and that barrier is the controls. Yeah, in its defense, I don't feel like there's a ton of those spots, but I did think it deserves to lose some points for the card system. There's an easier way to do that without forcing me to pause the game and then go to a menu and then, you know, six times per door. Definitely. Well, I guess that brings us to the challenge factor of this game. What mm -hmm. did you give it, Nick? I gave it a 2.5. And I gave it a 4.0. A 4.0? Okay. I, again, I can see it, but I feel like I... I mean, if you did not have any uh, knowledge, you had the instruction book, and you had this game, yeah. you would be so lost for, for so a while. Long. Yeah, there's, uh, again, it's all at the beginning. Uh, after, really, once you rank up to two, you're, you're good. Like, I'm not worried about dying from getting shot or enemies. True, but then there's that, like, level of, what the hell am I doing? Like, if you don't remember to write down the right code for someone's uh, transceiver yeah, number, yeah. or you don't know to punch the right wall... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, there's there's certain things in certain places where it's like, yeah, I, I don't know why I would ever be expected to do this. Yeah. You know, it's it's similar to like Simon's Quest in that way where it's just like the hard part is figuring out what to do sometimes. Yeah. But unlike Simon's Quest, the actual gameplay itself here is so easy. The enemies all die. They only take one hit. You yeah. can kill them all. And Not hard. Like we've said, it is more of an Icarus curve. So, you know, there is, at least in the hardness of it, that, mm -hmm. that dissipates the further you get into the game. Yeah, it gets better. Finally, we find ourselves with the theme and fun. I gave this a four. And I gave it a three. Okay. So, similar, close. I think the theme is great. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun, you know, stealth spy-ish. It's badass. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. very 80s. It's got a solid spy, you know, James Bond, uh, Great Escape, like whatever. You know, it, it really hits what it's going for. Yeah, you know, one-man army going in, getting out. 
And you really do feel that. You feel like you're a total badass at certain times. And I liked, you know, I'm a sucker for games with lots of items and weapons, and you get that in this game, and most of them are pretty, you know, at least, well, most of them make sense. The problem for me, and the reason this didn't get higher than three, was just, it is not fun in the beginning. It's not fun at all. If you don't, yeah, on your first try through, it can be, don't be shy about just looking to be like, all right, where can I get these first five hostages? Or, you know, what's the fastest way to get there, to get that gun at least? Yeah, if you can overcome that hurdle then I think you will find a lot more waiting for you. Well, Nick, it's time to ask the fateful question. Should you play this game? I think you should. And I think you should not. Oh, I had a suspicion. Well, let's put it this way. I said maybe play the original. Okay. And, or the remakes. They've, they've done uh, remakes of the original in collections. I see. So maybe if some of the bugs were taken out. You know, maybe the original doesn't have as many strange places where you just punch a wall to open a door or, or things like that. You know, I think that maybe if you are a huge fan of the Metal Gear series, then yeah, check this one out. Because I think the story does fit into the overall world in some way. So yeah, I really think it's worth playing because it's one of the first stealth espionage games. And it's one of the first games that has a story that, you know, plays along as you go through the game, uh, like like Ninja Gaiden. Uh, so it's it was a new thing at the time. No, I do appreciate all the story elements. So I, I will give you one on that. And I don't think the beginning's that bad. It's not as hard as Kid Icarus. And I said yes to that, so. Next week's game will be Ninja Gaiden 2 for the NES. So find a copy. Grab your controllers, play this game any way you can. And remember, folks, if there's anything big we missed or things we got wrong, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. We will address it in the future, so write us in. Let us know what we missed, guys. Come on. Hit us up, yo. Don't just tell us we're doing a good job. We appreciate it, but we want to know what we did wrong. We want, we want to get corrected. We want to share those corrections with the world. Now, you can always follow us at Cart Command on the Twitters. You can subscribe to this podcast with whatever you'd like. Mm -hmm. Just grab our RSS feed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Consider liking us on Facebook. That would, you know, move us out to some more people that maybe aren't aware of the Cartridge Commando Army. Yeah, we already like you guys. We like every single one of you. Your support on Patreon makes this podcast possible, and we appreciate every single dollar you give us. Good job, Cartridge Commandos. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! It's just like guys, dogs, spacemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> But what so, is going on there? Man? What was the so last weird. thing we said? Something about um, <laughs> mm.